Hey everybody, how's it going? My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, the Resilient Podcast out there. Thank you very, very, very much for listening to mine. Have you heard the story of the frog in the hot water? The story goes that if you put a frog in hot water, and but you put it in hot water all at once, it'll hop out. And you're going to have a, a real problem putting the frog back in the pot. So what you want to do if you want to boil a frog is... What you want to do is you want to slowly crank up the heat almost imperceptibly at first. And by the time the frog realizes it's too hot, the frog's basically... It's too late. The frog's going to die. In 2014, Vladimir Putin ordered an invasion of eastern Ukraine. Now, the reason he did that was, so he says, because Ukraine is a, you know, not an independent nation, which is not true at all. He also says that he's liberating Ukraine from a Nazi regime, which is ludicrous because Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is Jewish. That's that's ludicrous. You know, you can get people to talk about, well, perhaps he wants to create buffer states, and he sees... Ukraine as a buffer state, which is something you want to do, you see, in the Russian steppe, or I guess the Eurasian steppe, which is just this massive grassy plain that runs pretty much from Hungary or, yeah, basically Hungary, all the way to the Pacific Ocean in places. Well, okay, fine. Um, yeah, if you want to be detached about it, I, I suppose, you know, from a 50,000-foot historical perspective written 70 or 80 years from now and having nobody alive today, I suppose that might make traction somewhere. I don't happen to buy that, though. I think he's invading a country. He's invading a sovereign country. And I think he's doing it either because he wants to bring the Russian Empire back together or I don't know why. But I do know that I have a platform. And I do know that I wanted to raise attention in the way that the History of Voyager does by interviewing average, normal people. So the, I guess, if you will, the, the look on the ground, the oral history of, of our present time, as I've said before on my show. Well, I mean... So what have I done? What are my episodes? Well, I interviewed um, anonymous grocery store workers during COVID. I interviewed um, people.
people about NFTs. I interviewed a cryptocurrency expert. I interviewed a crypto enthusiast because I think those are important stories. Well, I think the the war in Ukraine is an important story. And I think it's critical. And it's critical for people to hear it, for people to understand you know, this is a war, and it's a war being fought in an unfair fight. And on paper, Russia should be having a easier time of it. But the Ukrainian people, man, they, they are really showing themselves. They are really, really showing these heroic acts. I've seen videos that are either sad and inspiring all at the same time. I saw a video today of children disarming a bomb. Okay? Like, think about that. Children disarming a bomb. And it wasn't a small bomb either. This was a big bomb that gets dropped from a bomber. And I'm just going, my problems don't matter a hill of beans. These kids, man, and people like them, the, the farmers, the Ukrainian farmers hauling off uh, Russian tanks with their tractors. You know, I tell you, it's the least I can do to put people on here put Ukrainian folks on here to talk about what's going on in their lives and and what they're thinking about. So Victoria is a young lady studying mathematics in France. Um, and I want you to listen to what she has to say. And, uh, like I say every time, I'm having a good day, and I hope you are too. All right, folks, I'll see you on the flip side of this. I'll see you the next episode. All right, bye. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Benjamin Kitchings. I'm here with Victoria, who is from Ukraine, and we're going to have an interesting conversation. Um, okay, Victoria, you're helping refugees, uh, from Ukraine, uh, in France. Is that correct? Yeah, this is, um, a, a little bit of accurate because I'm trying to help them. I cannot get uh, those contacts from the French administration. Uh, they are not uh, Russian anywhere, but, uh, we are working on it. Uh, we have a community of people uh, from Ukraine here as well. Every part of the world. Is full of Ukrainians currently. That's that's true. Currently, I'm studying uh, PhD. Um, my field is applied mathematics. I started in Ukraine, uh, and uh, my degree is a double degree with France. This explains why I'm in France in the beginning, <laughs> because uh, mm. a lot of people they were caught in Ukraine and they could not even leave. Uh, because uh, Russian troops were blocking all the ways. 
And so a part of uh, people who are very important for me, including my parents, they are stuck in Ukraine and they currently can't do anything. So this is a problem. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, I have spoken to a man in Ukraine. Um, and when I talked to him, I guess two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, he did not think that Russia would invade. Okay, I am a very paranoid person. I was collecting the hand sanitizer since, since uh, 2012. Uh, I've been collecting uh, the hand sanitizers and masks for at least uh, five years, even more than five years, before the COVID started. I believed uh, that Russia will invade in 2014, and they could invade, and Ukraine uh, wouldn't uh, even fight as, uh, as much as now. Um, mm. But uh, you see, uh, Russia, they did... Uh, a long play. They decided to look uh, well for Europe, for the United States, to make uh, their propaganda work. But that uh, worked against them, currently. In 2014, not that many people uh, were hating uh, Russians and so on, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, they had uh, relatives uh, who had to change uh, uh, their, uh, their housing and so on because of uh, the Russian invasion in 2014. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, a lot of people had to move from eastern Ukraine. Yes, I remember that. I, I do. Um, so tell me, um, so you're in France studying to be a, uh, a mathematics degree in france is that, is that right yeah this is right okay okay um how are the french people uh how were the french people treating you before the war so before the war uh, the french were thinking that uh, i'm russian they were telling me privet if uh, someone knew this uh, only uh, one russian world what uh, they could know, they were saying "Privet," uh, and sometimes it was making me angry. Sometimes I didn't react at all. Um, in short, but now uh, the people start understanding that uh, Ukraine is uh, truly separate from uh, Russia. It's uh, separate from those uh, Soviet things. Okay, when did you start? Um, think, I mean, I know you said you were a little uh, worried or, in your words, paranoid that Russia would invade Ukraine. But when did you start realizing this time that that was going to happen? Honestly, in uh, 2019, when I was uh, going for my stay in France, uh, I was feeling that something will happen. Uh, sometimes uh, you, you know that uh, the intuition says more than <laughs> words, more than intellectual um, part. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that something will happen, something truly horrifying, and the COVID happened. Uh, I was believing that uh, the war will, um, 
will be much more escalated and uh, that was uh, the reason why I'm worried. <laughs> but uh, apparently it was COVID. Are, what? Okay. One of the things I wanted to talk with you about was um, what was... Because I remember before we had talked and um, you said you know, you were kind of hesitant to come on. And I said, I wanted to get your memories of what Ukraine was like. So can you tell me what Ukraine was like when you were growing up? So when I was uh, growing up, uh, uh, when I was born, to, to begin with, uh, the piece of bread, uh, it costed half a million. Uh, the... Uh, money uh, they devolved uh, a lot uh, the year I was born uh, and uh, basically anyone was uh, in extreme poverty okay but uh, uh, but uh, around two, uh, the year 2000 uh, it became uh, more or less more or less acceptable for the people uh, a lot of people could uh, do their businesses uh, with uh, less bureaucracy than in Western Europe, for example. Um, everyone was free. Um, everyone could uh, do what uh, they truly want. If they did not want to sit in Ukraine, that they could uh, freely go freely around the world. Why not? And then Russia comes and says, let's save them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And... So you're from central Ukraine? Yes. Okay. And would you characterize that as a, a sort of a farming community? Yes. Yeah, so the central okay. Ukraine, uh, you can imagine as uh, the large field uh, of um, sunflowers, uh, like uh, the blue sky and the fields of sunflowers. Uh, it's truly beautiful. It's truly like a flag of Ukraine. And uh, mm -hmm. currently, uh, some farmers, <laughs> I know, they still uh, got down tanks uh, from those fields. And uh, I, I believe that in the next year, they everyone will have a tank of Russians. A trophy. I've I have seen the videos. It, it's sad, but it's also funny really sad but it's it's funny watching these farmers uh, haul off abandoned russian tanks is it, just you know it's sad if it weren't so sad it, it would be funny honestly um yeah exactly yeah yeah um so uh, before uh, before the Soviet uh, stopped existing, uh, the central Ukraine uh, wasn't so rural. Uh, there were a lot of uh, lands, a lot of fabric, uh, so on. Um, but uh, it was integrated in the system um, of Soviet Union. The economy uh, it uh, changed a lot. This is the reason why why it's so full of farms now and, and nothing else. What was there during the Soviet Union? So during or, the Soviet Union, um, 
not far from uh, the town in which I was living, there was uh, a nuclear object uh, with rockets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now there, there's still uh, some um, troops uh, right there, but uh, of course it's not nuclear, it's uh, more or less safe for environment. I guess Ukraine did a lot for environment protection, more than any country did, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chernobyl uh, was in Ukraine, or is in Ukraine, and I would imagine that's something that a lot of Ukrainians think about. Um, yeah, actually, my parents could be deployed to Chernobyl to uh, to to help uh, reduce uh, those harmful consequences. But uh, luckily, they did not. Uh, it was lucky for them because uh, a lot of people who were deployed there they are not uh, alive anymore. Or in other yeah. cases, they have like uh, 200 euros uh, or dollars uh, of, of aid from the government. Uh, and the bread, yeah. it was uh, around one dollar now. So you can yeah. realize. What did your parents uh, do? You said they could have been deployed to Chernobyl. What did your parents do? Uh, so uh, my father, he was uh, working on uh, those uh, nuclear stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really uh, remember. He was an engineer, but okay. uh, he, he he's not alive anymore. Anyways, oh, I'm sorry uh, he about he that. had cancer. Yes, I'm sorry about that. I'm, so, I'm sorry, your father. Uh, a, a lot of people who were working uh, with uh, that nuclears uh, in Soviet, in Russia, in Everywhere in the world, uh, they don't live long lives often. It's not many people talk about that, but it's a fact. Yeah, I'm. I'm very sorry. Yes. Um, how far? Let me ask. Um, because Europe is a lot smaller than America, so. How far are you? I guess in kilometers. From Ukraine right now. Um, you can calculate actually. So, so the length of Poland plus uh, the length of Germany, I guess, uh, and right. a bit of France. So, so oh. I, I'm on um, other side of Europe right now. Okay. All right. Well, there's a saying um, in it's, America. It's uh, thousands of kilometers for sure. And there's a saying in America that uh, 200 miles is far in Europe, but 200 years is a long time in America. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what did you What did you say? I I see. Yes, yes. Um, so. Tell me about helping the refugees. Uh, so, uh, sh- in short words, uh, those people who escaped uh, the first couple of days, uh, they are more or less fine. They found uh, these places uh, in the camps. And uh, some of them, uh, they could even uh, get some hotels, uh, you know, but uh, not much uh, permanent housing. 
How? Okay. Two, How two millions you... people. <laughs> two millions I'm, of people. I'm oh. sorry to two million people. You said two million people. I'm I'm sorry to be. Um, I don't want to be insensitive as I say this, but who is paying for the hotels where they're staying? Is it is it the government? Is it is it them? Are they paying with their own money? How are they paying for the hotels? I know that some people who are just for vacations, uh, they, of course, can pay, uh, prolong the hotel and they do those document uh, stuff. Uh, they probably can go to other country, which is less expensive than France, for example. And uh, yeah. I, I can only speak in general because uh, I, I don't know all the examples of... Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Um, I guess what we've been doing this, or we, who's we? This this has been happening uh, for what is this? The second week now. Um, I, I guess if you're lucky enough to get to France or Poland or or somewhere like that, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of people thinking I'm. They might never go back to Ukraine. Uh, so, what are your plans? For example, um, how did how did Russia's invasion affect your life? Uh, so, uh, for, for myself, uh, once I decided that uh, when I uh, complete my PhD studies, uh, I will uh, apply to work for Ukraine as well. I will have some project maybe with uh, double affiliation. I know even people who have triple affiliation, two uh, affiliations in the universities in the Europe, for example, and one af affiliation in Ukraine. And then they travel between those three destinations. I could okay. even accept that uh, to contribute my value to Ukraine because uh, this is what I was doing. Uh, actually, my last project in Ukraine, uh, I was uh, working for free, I signed a paper, a, a document to, to work for free because I decided that uh, I can contribute to that project. And uh, formally, Ukrainian bureaucracy, they didn't allow me to get uh, some 100 euros or, or, or something what they decided to pay me. Okay, so your, your thought now is to actually go back to Ukraine. Uh, for now, this is complicated to travel there, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, as soon uh, as everything will be stabilized, uh, why not? Uh, for example, I can uh, go uh, visit uh, some other laboratory, for example, in machine learning. There is uh, a set of uh, laboratories in Canada, for example, accepting Ukrainians. There's a lot of uh, Ukrainians in Canada originally, now it will be probably even more Ukrainians. So this is what, what I'm going to do. Maybe I will uh, work for it, but... but uh, yeah. I mean, I I imagine there's going to be... Well, first of all, I don't want to... Well, there, there's an American idiom. I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I mean, I, I realize your your whole life has changed in the space of two weeks, and you probably haven't even processed it yet. Really. But, Yeah. So. Uh, actually, I was uh, going to go to the postdoc, uh, and it didn't change. 
So, so some people they are living such a life that uh, anything can change it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, now earlier you said what was it? You said you have two designations or two. What did you call them? Um, uh, you mean affiliations? Yes. Yes, um, affiliations. That's right. You have two affiliations. Okay, you mean like you're Ukrainian and you're French, or what do you mean? Uh, affiliations means uh, that I'm working in two institutions, uh, and ah. uh, yes, uh, some people they okay. work uh, for only one institution, uh, but uh, in Ukraine, if you work only for one institution, this is hard to survive like that. Uh, you have to find uh, a real job, and then you can do also a science, because you won't have money to even buy yourself a food. This is the reality before the yes. war. So before the war, the the science, the academia was so bad that you had to actually have a separate job. Yes. Just so you you could study. Oh wow. Okay. So just so you could study science, you needed to have a second job. Just so you could do that. Uh, yeah, currently a lot of people with mathematical um, background they do also programming, for example. Uh, or they also do teaching, and uh, when the person has two or three jobs, one of which is science, one of which is for, for heart, uh, yes. and others just yes. to eat, uh, this is what the life right. like this. Yeah, this is, this is life. Yes. Um, we, there's a similar type of situation happening in, in the United States. Um, maybe not with science, but with other degrees for sure um hmm. wow for example uh, you, you know that uh, ukraine uh, the united states united kingdom and russia they signed uh, that agreement in hungary uh, in 90s uh, which prohibits ukraine to have a nuclear weapon but they also signed uh, that uh, ukraine cannot have uh, biological and uh, a chemical weapon also so uh, a lot of scientific activities are currently impossible in ukraine they're very impossible because because of those agreements oh because it's, of the, it's illegal right because of also, the agreements you can't you can't do that kind of stuff yeah do you uh, think now I, I know you're this isn't your expertise but do you think that's gonna um get back to um to that uh, you mean uh, if ukraine can build uh, some super weapons uh, i don't know yeah um, yes i mean I, I realize this isn't your expertise but so you, uh, you actually i'm not doing any weapons i'm doing the things uh, which are quite uh, far from the reality let's say <laughs> what are you <laughs> what are you what are you doing that's, uh, what, so what are your studies in? So, uh, actually, I study the functional analysis, uh, the classical one, uh, and uh, I have some apparatus, I have some groups, um, I prove the theorems for that stuff, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and so on. But uh, if I'm <laughs> trying to explain the technical stuff even to other mathematicians, that's... Um, 
a few of people in the world uh, that can truly understand that, uh, including my supervisor, for example. Uh, my supervisor in France and my supervisor in Ukraine. Uh, but um, it, it was applicable, for, for example, to, to, to make models um, of how uh, the language behave if um, there are a few languages on one territory, for example, and uh, which one will be widely spoken after a very long time and which one almost goes extinct. The media in France that you're aware of, how, do, how does the, the news in France deal with this problem? So, in France, uh, a lot of people, they collect uh, the humanitarian aid. It's quite uh, easy to donate. It's quite easy to donate, uh, for example, food, um, medicine, sometimes of medicine, and uh, to, to send uh, the goes to Ukraine. I know that there is uh, a queue uh, to the humanitarian aid to go to Ukraine right now. And, and still the eastern part, uh, which is uh, mostly raided, Right now, they don't have uh, the uh, ability to, to have that humanitarian aid, sadly. Hmm. Yeah. But how does the media uh, talk about so, so what's going they, on? They are still uh, under Russian disinformation. They say that uh, Ukraine attacks itself for no reason. Because uh, th they could uh, make uh, s some better version for, for propaganda, I guess, because this is not rational why Ukraine started attacking itself the, the very first day when Putin declared uh, war to Ukraine. It's not rational at all. <laughs> they could say, for example, that... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Poland so the, so the Russian... Okay, so the Russian media... Uh, essentially is saying that why is Putin assaulting or why is why are the Ukrainian troops preventing Russia from protecting Ukraine basically um, but what how does the French media talk about uh, what's going on some of the medias uh, I'm reading they say that uh, Ukraine is uh, fighting like heroes Mm. And this is actually true from what uh, my friends uh, say to me. Uh, I know the people who didn't uh, even think about uh, going to army, but uh, they uh, just took their weapons and joined. Okay. Um, yeah, I've seen some really brave videos myself, some really brave people. Um, which is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to, to people. Um, what are your hopes for after the war? Uh, of course, I hope uh, that Ukraine will be restored even to the better point when it was, because when I was living in Kiev, there were some problems, for example, with uh, water supply. <laughs> we had problems with having uh, hot water to, to have a um, fine best, you know. We, we only had uh, mostly cold one. Um, also, the roads uh, the President Zelensky built, they were actually good. 
Um, I haven't seen such uh, roads uh, at all in Ukraine before that moment. And I was uh, happy, I was believing that uh, we can go just through Ukraine to to any other European country and there will be no contrast. Uh, you mean there's no problems uh, getting across, getting to other countries? Uh, yeah, it was no problem getting to other country by car because uh, the roads mm. Zelensky built, uh, they were actually good. Uh, it's uh, sad to see what is happening to them now. <laughs> this is uh, other, other um, sad um, news for me because uh, uh, actually um, a, a lot of uh, money from the budget, 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 whatever. Mm. Uh, uh, they went to the roads, <laughs> not to the army. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that's a problem. Um do you know any resistance fighters or or not? Yeah, I know, but I won't call their names. Uh, I don't know exactly who will be listening to us. Uh and of course I won't uh, tell exactly in which place they are located. No, I I wouldn't ask that, but yeah. Yeah, I know a few of uh, the fighters um of course, I know some people who are also fighting in the internet against the disinformation, against the trolling, um, and so on. Mm. Because uh, this is actually the battle of uh, good and evil. <laughs> it may sound uh, very, like, you know, far from reality, but uh, this is true. Because uh, when I was very young, uh, calling uh, the people not Russian, it was offensive, but we are actually not Russian. Yeah, you're Ukrainian. That's a separate people. Yes, yeah, so the Soviet people, they are zombified uh, to believe they are Russians, but not many people I know, they are currently Russians. Uh, they are, uh, for, for example, they can be um, those colonial people from the Western Europe, a lot of Germans, a lot of Hebrew, um, a, a lot of those uh, Asian people, like uh, a lot of variants, uh, who, who is that person? But uh, when someone was not named Russian, it was offensive. Uh, it was uh, actually racist uh, in um, the Soviet Union as well. If you know, if you know, uh, they started to uh, deport Hebrew in uh, in nineteen fifties to Siberia as well. So the Soviet Union uh, was one step from becoming full Nazi uh, after mm. winning the Second World War. Mm. Yeah, they in my country in the U.S. there were uh, Russian uh, Jewish people that immigrated uh, to the that were allowed to come to the U.S. Um, to escape. So yeah, I'm aware of that. Um, I just, you know, it, it's so crazy. I thought this was over. <laughs> you know, like I thought 
being afraid of Russia was over. Well, uh, if Ukraine is lucky enough, it will be over because uh, there will be no more Russia. There will be Tatarstan, there will be Bashkir, uh, there will be uh, some other nationalities. And uh, the only one small part again, uh, around Moscow, it will be Russian. Yeah. Well, I mean... <clears throat> Kaliningrad well, well, uh, will, will be Kennesberg in uh, Germany. I think... I think Leningrad was from, was in either Sweden or Finland or uh, somewhere like that. Maybe Germany. I, I don't know. Um, well, Kennisberg is a sort of German-like name uh, and uh, mm -hmm. it's a hypothesis, let's say. Yeah, St. Petersburg. That's that's pretty Germanic. It's called St. Petersburg now, right? I it's uh, Kaliningrad it. right now, but uh, this is an is isolated part of Russia in the middle of Western Europe. And uh, currently it cannot connect uh, to the mainland Russia, I guess. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know how it even works right now with all those uh, sanctions. Yeah. Right. Um, wow. Okay. Do you know uh, any of these refugees, if, if they, that you've spoken with, have they planned on going back to Ukraine or are they going to try to make it in France or other parts of Europe? So some people, they're like really scared. Um, and uh, I've been speaking to a very young girl who escaped uh, Kharkiv. Uh, Kharkiv is uh, one of those places uh, under heavy bombing, under mm -hmm. uh, those bombs and, and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So she was just happy that she she escaped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen some of the bombing. I've, I've, this war is so is so odd because you can actually go on social media. And you can see the bombs, like you can see the rockets, you can see the bombs. It's, it's so crazy. And this looks yeah. a bit like a war in some uh, computer game. For that's, a bit. Totally, that's totally true. Uh, this this is why it's called um, some hybrid uh, of, of reality and internet already. It's not just. Uh, the war IRL, it's a uh, war on, on all the <laughs> spaces uh, colonized by humans. Yes. Yes, you're right. It's, it's, I've never seen anything like, I mean, I've, I've studied history for years. I, I've never seen anything like this in recorded history. This, this is so strange how I can just sit here and watch a live stream of a, of a plant, of a nuclear plant being shelled for a Actually, game. I was watching that uh, with my friends and I told them, if we survive, I want uh, Japan to make a good anime about all this. <laughs> but if I don't survive after this, I want uh, to, to be with my uh, last wish. <laughs> yeah. So, so the people were yeah. like, yeah, you have uh, the power of got an enemy on your side. 
<laughs> yeah, that's wow. Now it explains why uh, Japan gives us uh, some aid. Uh, because uh, why not to eight if that will be the best anime in the, the reality for for sure? Mm. Because it will be real. That's true. So you said you you uh, started feeling that Russia was going to invade, and you said nineteen or fourteen. Uh, okay. So, so Russia actually started the invasion in uh, 2014, and mm -hmm. I expected them to continue the invasion. But in 2015, uh, there were some uh, agreements, uh, and uh, the Russia they stopped advancing. They had uh, a part uh, of Ukraine already, and uh, they didn't advance anymore. Um, after that, in 2018. I started to feel very odd uh, that uh, something will happen. And <laughs> actually, the COVID happened. <laughs> Maybe just uh, some imagination. <laughs> Maybe I just lived uh, in Ukraine for too long and I always feel that something is coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I remember like. I remember when COVID started, um, I started my podcast, I uploaded my first episode on March 17th, 2020. Um, I had no idea that we'd still be having COVID now, like we'd still be having COVID. I thought it was going to go away, but I mean... I also really didn't think that, I mean, even, I remember like when he invaded or when Putin invaded um, Eastern Ukraine in 14, I remember being shocked, literally shocked. And I thought we were going to go to war then, um, but we didn't. Um, why, why do you think this is different now? from 14 as far as the world's reaction to it uh, actually ukraine is very different some people they believe that uh, ukraine uh, truly starts uh, from 2014 uh, because before that uh, not many people they knew that ukraine exists at all hmm. uh, now in uh, 2022 a lot of people they know about ukraine uh, they want to aid it's quite easy to aid uh, also because you can just uh, send uh, send uh, your donation. It doesn't have to be much uh, directly to to the arms, uh, and you will be one hundred percent sure that uh, it will be used uh, for for the world's good. Uh, I, I'm not uh, a millionaire myself, uh, but. Um, I did what I could. Um, I, I gave a little bit what I could give. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to do with this, with my show, was to talk to folks like you, to talk to people like you, and to sort of uh, talk about a human, show a human side to this, you know, to this conflict and whatever. And 
truthfully, I, I don't know how this is going to end. Um, uh, so also, if uh, probably you, you read uh, 1984, uh, for, for sure. <laughs> I did read 1984. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes. So the point is, uh, in, in uh, that novel, uh, the link between the generation, generations, it uh, doesn't exist. It looks like uh, the main hero, he is trying to look for some people who knew who, what was truly happening before, if you remember such a moment. And mm. uh, for me, this uh, link, it didn't disappear because uh, my great-grandmother, uh, she told me about uh, how 100 years ago uh, it was happening when uh, the communists came to invade Ukraine and uh, Ukraine became uh, one of the founders of uh, the Soviet Union. But the communists, they invade Ukraine at that time. And... Mm -hmm. uh, Actually, my family, uh, they, uh, they were not uh, that poor people and uh, everything was taken from them. Uh, luckily, uh, luckily, some of uh, those, uh, my great-grandsons uh, great, uh, and parents, uh, they survived and I'm here. So but they, uh, um... it, it was also awful. If uh, those people, they think uh, that uh, there is a Soviet Russia and nothing more. No, Soviet Russia was awful in every year, in every second of its existence. So you don't think it was just Soviet Russia, you think it was Russia? Yeah, I think but, it was yeah. Russia because uh, they actually invaded Ukraine yeah. at that time. And they took everything from those people who were the middle class, um, who, who were just a little bit over the top of middle class, uh, who didn't uh, go to Europe that time. And yeah. it didn't end well. Yeah. Somebody... Awful repressions. And yeah. uh, I believe if Russia does it for... So for the second time, the repressions will be also awful. Yeah. Somebody uh, that I talked to on my show, I haven't released this show yet, but I will uh, very soon, actually. Um, somebody that I talked to on my show said that Russia was a very small country that became very large very quickly. So they still think of themselves as a small country. Um, and it just, you know, they feel it feels like they're just big bully. Russia is. Uh, they are just an 18th century empire, mm -hmm. and they behave like such, and they have to be in such conditions like 19th century empire. They don't have to have those uh, electricity, internet, and so on. Because if they have, they'll think uh, it's uh, legit to, to be an empire of the old. This is the uh, usual narrative uh, when uh, one speaks to Russians. Uh, they think uh, that uh, some time ago, long time ago, Russia was great. 
and now they have to restore that uh, greatness. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think a lot of that is they want to go back to the 19th century, and at least the leaders do. Maybe not the people, but the leaders do. Um, well, some of the people they don't have uh, the opinion at all, and yeah. uh, when uh, the person doesn't have uh, own opinion, probably. Uh, it's uh, they agree to everything what what is uh, being done to them. Yeah. Do you think the sanctions against Russia are going to work? This is no one knows because they can mobilize uh, all the people they can, maybe even uh, a million of people. They can send everything, uh, everyone to Ukraine, and who knows. <laughs> Yeah, they can just do a, a very, a very big uh, Zerg rush. Well, uh, Victoria, thank you, thank you for your time. Um, thank you too. What would, what would you like to tell my audience? Uh, bear in mind that as soon as I publish this, I have no idea where it goes, really. But what would you like to tell my audience? Uh, I want to tell your audience uh, that uh, the truth, it uh, actually exists. Uh, if uh, someone attacks you for no reason, you have the right to respond. Even if all uh, the religious people around you, even if everyone says that uh, you should uh, give uh, the second chick or something, no, don't give it to begin with. This is good to fight for good as you can but don't make it uh, too too much don't overdo it yeah i have a question uh before we go what would you tell the the people in my country who say that russia is right to attack ukraine uh, imagine uh, you have uh, a neighbor uh, who just took a half of your house and uh, all other neighbors and uh, they say uh, he can do it totally can do it for, for example like this or you are going to school yeah and uh, someone is uh, just being rude to you and you don't have the right to respond because everyone says no you cannot respond Yeah, I mean, personally, I think uh, the Russian influence on, on the world, as far as politically, has been uh, very dangerous and, and very problematic. Um, and it's something that I think a lot of people are, are just now starting to realize how far it went. Um, Yeah, actually, if you look around, uh, there are some other 19th century country. I mean, those uh, countries who are run by 19th century people. Not just 19th century. And uh, Russia is not only one like this. And you can never know what is in their brains. <laughs> Maybe they will bomb uh, the United States next because... Uh, 
they will decide why not. Of course, you will uh, to totally give them um, the fight and so on, uh, but you have uh, civilians dead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, yeah. so Ukraine shows uh, that um, everything can happen still in this world. Um, that uh, the agreements uh, they were active for uh, long, long years. They are not uh, not <laughs> legal for, for some people. We just say, mm. yeah, I can uh, totally invade. I don't care about any agreements. And they do it. Yeah. You can never be safe in this world. This is what Ukraine teaches you now. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, imagine if uh, COVID was uh, even more devastating. For example, it, it had uh, mutations uh, like f active for, for very long time. Um, and uh, for example, after like 20 years, you become mm -hmm. totally bald uh, after that COVID. <laughs> and the people who didn't have COVID, they are fine. Imagine that. This is totally possible because uh, it's not studied well. The probability is very low, but uh, yeah, it's still possible. Well, I, I don't I even... <laughs> I'm sorry. I read um, recently that even mild COVID provide, uh, gives brain damage. So that's been established. But yeah, I think yeah, so on and so forth. Uh, you have to still study those problems. Uh, the same uh, thing uh, about social problems after the invasions, uh, the invasion like uh, this one uh, we we are having in Ukraine because uh, a lot of agreements in this world they are no longer active because uh, one of the countries which has um, more power than others they can totally invade. Uh, other countries right now because they see if it works it will work uh, for example for for a different country mm -hmm. china and taiwan for example yeah this is what i was saying but uh, yeah <laughs> I, I tried not to name this well maybe i'm an american but i i can name it to china and taiwan or, for example, um, a lot of examples you can name. Yeah, them. a lot of a lot of examples, and yeah, I mean, the world is a very dangerous place. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, right now, if if uh, this example will work for Russia, uh, it will be no safe place uh, in Europe, probably, also. I think Just that's the thing. I think that's the difference between uh, Russia and what they did in Kazakhstan and what they did in Crimea, or not Crimea, but um, what was the Chechnya? Uh, well, Chechnya is one of the republics in, uh, in Russia, one of the parts of uh, Russian Federation. Yeah. Um, Although uh, they are Muslim, mostly, and uh, they are quite different from like average Russians, 
Uh, even though some uh, Russian territories, uh, they don't even have Christianity, they have Buddhism. Uh, because uh, Mongolia, for example, is Buddhist. And uh, when I start to speak about uh, things like such, they're like, wow, they're not 100% Slavic. How is this possible? Or they are not 100% those uh, Christians with um, uh, golden rooftops. This is not possible. This is not the stereotype. And this uh, stereotype uh, Russia built, um, it uh, made some uh, nationalities, some languages truly extinct. Hmm. So, so well, Russia is complex because those uh, Siberian territories, um, actually there are a lot of nationalities you never heard about them. Well, that's what I was saying. I, th I think that's the difference between Ukraine and, and what, what's going on in Ukraine right now and, and what went on in, in uh, um, Chechnya was, you know, they're showing the European powers you know, we can do this to you. You know, watch out. But, um, yeah. So do you think we're going to go to war as a, as a world? Do you think there's going to be a world war or a, a, world, a war with the world involved or what? Uh, so, uh, actually, um, I read uh, an interesting article not so long ago and um, it was written by um, the Russian military officer, the, the former one. He is living in Israel right now. Uh, and he wrote that uh, the only possible type of world war uh, right now is uh, one world against one Hulu. Sorry. <laughs> So, so, one, so, uh, one world against Putin, basically. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> maybe this is funny, maybe not. Why was he in Israel? Is he Jewish? This is a long story. Uh, actually, a lot of um, people, they have some Jewish roots, or they are making up those uh, Jewish roots uh, to go to Israel. Because uh, mm -hmm. this uh, was one of uh, the rare cases uh, to emigrate from the Soviet Union. Mm. Yeah. Oh, right. right. Like, uh, like we were it, saying it, earlier. Yes. 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 So, so yes. it was possible to, to get uh, away from the Soviet Union as a Jew, but you could uh, be uh, just 0% Jew. <laughs> but you, so you, say, you, you could have the right background. So you're saying Israel doesn't necessarily check as well as maybe of course they check of course they check but uh, if the person has the right preparations probably i don't know anything about that uh, i was born long long uh, after all that end uh, and everyone could go any direction they wished uh, so so that's uh, previous generations uh, they probably could uh, tell you much more those people who were born uh, in uh, the Soviet Union. I was born uh, when uh, the Soviet Union already stopped existing. There was uh, a ser serious uh, economical breakdown at uh, that time. And um, I can say that uh, some people, they truly were wishing 
that uh, Soviet Union come back, but uh, right mm. now it's uh, almost zero percent who use this. Yeah, at least zero percent in the U. At least zero percent in Ukraine. It's close to zero. Uh, yeah. Because I know people, they were voting for the communists uh, until uh, the communists were prohibited in Ukraine. Uh, then they were voting for those people who were representing communists, but they didn't name themselves <laughs> like that. But now they look on what is happening and they realize that they were wrong for all their lives. Mm. Uh, mm. Some people, I know them, they they are truly changing their ideology. Yeah, yeah. I bet a lot of people um, of an age, like a lot of people of an age in Ukraine, are sort of having to relearn politics in a way, like relearn um, a lot of things. But yeah. Yeah, sometimes uh, education can happen in a very bad way. So this was a bad way right now. Yes, yes. Those two weeks, uh, almost two weeks, they changed uh, the lives, uh, the brains of a lot of people. Uh, some of them I know personally. I know the person uh, who is uh, eight years old. She was voting for the communists for all, all her life. But now she's helping the arms of Ukraine. She's uh, yeah. giving them bread and so on for free. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you. Um, I, t I tell you, it's... Let's... Um, I tell you what. Let's have a talk you and me, in about a month. Would you like to do that? Uh, well, it depends uh, on what is the subject, uh, because uh, I, I, of course, can talk uh, whatever. <laughs> well, it, it occurs to me that this war is, whatever this is, is only two weeks old. And I feel like maybe in a month or two, People will know more about it. People will know more about what's happening and what can happen. Because the way the ruble is, like the way the ruble is devaluing, um, that's going to change things right there. You know, for the whole world. Yeah, that's of course. I, I know that... Um... Biden, uh, he told uh, that uh, the United States they want to um, to, to, to stop uh, buying um, those uh, oil products from Russia, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so it will uh, have uh, the devastating effect on Russia. But the Europe, they are still buying. Uh, for example, Germany, they will, will totally buy those because uh, it's Germany. So they want to live uh, well. They want the quality of life. Mm. 
and they have yeah. uh, the contracts. Uh, so, so no one knows uh, what will happen in one month. Probably Russia can uh, become uh, the second North Korea. Uh, probably it will be just fine. Pro- probably Ukraine won't be anymore. Who knows? This is uh, no one knows. Maybe Russia can even shoot uh, the nuclear weapon on Europe because no one can prognose uh, uh, what will be happening. Truly, that's probably right. Um, yeah, it's we're in a new world now. I tell you, just a, a new world. Um, thank you for this, Victoria. Um. Thank you. You're welcome. And we'll we'll stay in touch and um let me um All right everybody. Uh as always, I'm having a good day and I hope you are too. All right, just stay on the line with me for one second, please.